Welcome to the Trusted Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois is your trusted advisor in all things insurance. I'm Edwin K. Morris. Today we're speaking with Charlie Venus, and he joined the Iroquois Group in January 2019 as its Vice President in Middle Market and Specialty. The former commercial lines leader for Brown & Brown of Virginia is a seasoned insurance professional who will help Iroquois members further develop their middle market and specialty insurance business. What is social inflation? Is that like something to do with the economy? Uh, good question, Edwin. Well, really, it, it's, it's something unique to the insurance world, and it deals with the rising cost of insurance claims that are a result of social trends. So views toward increased litigation, broader contract interpretation, uh, plaintiff-friendly legal decisions, larger jury awards, things like that. And it's been around for, for a very long time, but it's probably just become more in the prominence now in the last, probably the last 15, 20 years. How is it used? Well, when you look at you know, some of these claims that we see, these huge, huge, huge jury awards. So it's interpreting the contract, the insurance contract, in a way that the insurance companies never thought it would be, you know, it would be used. Uh-huh. So they thought they had protection from, uh, from some of these things. And, you know, in many cases where the, you know, the, the, policy is typically responding towards some type of, you know, from a general liability or auto liability standpoint, some type of negligence. And even when there's not negligence involved, something, when these things get to jury trials, you know, it's the deep pocket theory and, Mm -hmm. you know, the insurance company has the money. And so they get a jury award when there's, you know, for damages that are really astronomical, when there wasn't the intent to pay those kind of damages. So this social inflation catches a hold of an emotional strain of the general public. Is there some gut reaction that drives a lot of this that pushes things higher? Well, the, the social piece of it is just that it's, uh, you know, it's not really from an insurance uh, standpoint or negligence standpoint that's driving. It's the way society is is making uh, interpreting laws or interpreting damages. So you look at, um, you know, one of the things that's out there now is that there are companies that will fund litigation. So class action suits, they will actually put up the funds to do the class action suit in exchange for collecting 40% or whatever the amount is of the award that, that might come of that class action suit. So they're actually, you know, it's almost like venture capital for us. What was like the big monumental thing that you can think of that was like the first thing that was on the radar and how long ago was that? Well, if you go back, um, uh, I mean, if you go back many years ago, and we can look at, you know, historically, if you go back to the 70s with asbestos and some of the uh, some of the damages back then. But back then, the general liability policy was written in a way that it had a, let's say the, the policy limit was a million dollars. 
and it was a million dollars per occurrence. Mm-hmm. At the time, those policies didn't have what's included today, which is known as an aggregate limit. So when you look back and you see all the asbestos litigation that is going on, the the interpretation was that that $1 million occurrence limit was for every occurrence and every exposure by a different individual was deemed to be a separate occurrence. Yeah. So you had all of those. So when a company wrote the policy, they thought they had $1 million in exposure, but they had $1 million of exposure multiplied by how many, however many people were exposed. Got it. Who, who gets hit the hardest? Well, the co- I mean, the companies are being hit the hardest right, in, right now. Well, the, you know, these are the liability lines. So general liability, auto liability, umbrella and excess liability. From an auto standpoint, several things are going on right now. There's uh, several of the companies have said that there's an increase of 40% attorney involvement on most auto claims now. So that's automatically adding 40% cost to those claims. And then when you look at the, you know, the time value of money that a million dollars, typically these policies are a million dollar limits. And that million dollar limit from 20 years ago was probably somewhere in the neighborhood of $400,000 in those dollars. And with the increase in the, in the attorney involvement of these claims, you're seeing a lot of auto claims that are penetrating the million dollar policy limit going into the umbrella limit. The other thing that's happening is the deep pocket theories where because of comparative negligence, contributory negligence, you know, the juries are awarding massive amounts to people that are, that are killed or injured. So they're giving out a massive award. So one of the things that, one of the companies has, and many of the companies do this, but travelers, for example, they have examples of some of these court cases where it's not $2 million or $5 million that juries are awarding, but $30 million, $50 million, $25 million, astronomical amounts. So are you asking about the social inflation? You know, What does that mean? It's just society as a whole, the way that they're looking to penalize in many cases big companies you know you go back to the 2000 the collapse in 2008 and the thought that wall street was bailed out and a lot of the big companies were bailed out there's just been massive distrust of larger companies that plays into it as well it's like well those big companies they have unlimited resources they have unlimited dollars that you know, they can, they can afford to pay these types of claims. Tort reform has been an issue. Uh, you know, you, I'm sure you've heard that, you know, for years that we need tort reform in the country to mitigate a lot of the frivolous lawsuits that come about. That's not happening. And so that's also contributed to this, uh, to this issue. Well, what would you recommend to an agent uh, that's looking at this trend and how they translate that to their customer? Well, I think the biggest thing that the agent could do is number one is educate their 
their customer. And one of the ways they can educate their customer is to, you know, provide them examples of what's going on, you know, out there in terms of jury awards, court cases, and how these things are being litigated and some of the settlements that are being uh, that are being doled out in some of these cases. And, uh, you know, then the one thing that I want to be clear about when somebody is and uh, having worked on the carrier side, having worked on the agency side, you know, the one thing you want is that if somebody is, is really injured, you want those people to be taken care of with, without question. You know the the rewards, the monetary rewards, have to be reasonable as well. They can't be so astronomical. But it's educating educating the customer in terms of what's going out there because they're paying for it because the rates are going up. Yeah. Uh, and what you're seeing right now, from an auto standpoint, you're seeing rates going up just for for good accounts with no losses, probably an average of nine to ten percent. If they have any. Uh, loss history over the past couple of years, they're probably seeing anywhere from 20 to 50%. A lot of the companies that have big auto fleets, they're having a difficult time getting umbrella coverage or that umbrella coverage that they have is going up 30, 40, 50, some even 80, 100%, Mm. uh, just depending on their past performance. So it's educating the clients in terms of what they have to do uh, the other thing is just, you know, they have to practice with their clients' risk mitigation strategies. So, you know, understanding their business so that they can help them or they can bring in a carrier that can help them mitigate their risk. They got to do a deep dive kind of investigation to understand fully. So there's no holes in this whole concept, right? Because they they could be doing a very big disservice if they thoroughly do not understand what could be at risk. Well, right. And just using auto as an example. So, you know, if you have a, an auto fleet that crosses state lines, they have to come under DOT regulation, you know, and others, you know, there's, there's different controls based on the, whether you're crossing state line, the weight of the vehicle. But one of the most important things from a, a fleet standpoint is driver controls. What are you doing to, screen your drivers on a pre-employment and then screen them on a periodic basis. Well, think about the fact that if you have a tractor trailer out there and you've got a driver in that unit that has had a DUI or reckless operation and that company did not have any periodic screening in that driver Mm -hmm. and they get involved in a, a fatal accident. So what's going to happen when that, case goes to court. And in some states, you know, there can be punitive damages, uh, you know, against those, those companies, against those uh, insurers. So, you know, educating the client, trying to get them to uh, institute risk mitigation, loss control practices, loss prevention is critical. Is there a source of anything of the social inflation to give uh, indicator across the board where things are by industry, uh, or is this just everybody do their own synthesis and, and consumption of uh, all the what's happening or what's happened in the last ten years to give themselves an indicator based on their own interpretation? Uh, I'm not aware of anything out there that's on an industry basis. It's more, uh, I would say, it's more based on the 
the type of insurance you're talking about. So, and right now that's auto liability is a big one, uh, you know, general liability and umbrella liability. Now, when you get, you also see that employment practices, which is a coverage for if a company is sued for harassment or wrongful termination or discrimination, you know, employment practices liability will respond to that. And, you know, you're seeing more and more cases uh, in that area too, particularly as an outgrowth of the Me Too movement. So, you know, that's been an area. Mm. You know, some other things going on that's employment related. There's this legislation uh, out there that allows, it's called reviver legislation. And so there's statute of limitations in in all the states and those those time frames vary. What this reviver legislation is doing is and it's done on a state-by-state basis, they eliminate the statute of limitation for a period of one to two years. So if if someone was felt they were harassed in their employment going back 25 years ago, there's going to be this open window to go in and file a claim against against those companies. Mm-hmm. And again, this is this is all part of the you know, the social inflation. So companies are prepping for this because they think they're going to have, you know, a lot of claims coming up as every state opens up this reviver legislation window. Wow. That's going to be a big change. Yeah. Very big change. And so that's why the, you know, educating customers and then really trying to get them to employ good risk mitigation and risk management controls is important. Well, thanks for sharing your awesome wealth of knowledge, my man. It's good to see you again. All right. Well, thanks, Evan. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast brought to you by Iroquois Group. Iroquois, your trusted advisor for all things insurance. And remember, get out of the office and sell. I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I invite you to join me for the next edition of the Trusted Advisor Podcast.